Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. The Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. First come back. Give me a hell yeah. Welcome everybody back to another episode of the Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. I, as always, I'm your host, Andy Burrows, and I'm joined by my illustrious co-host and tag team partner of the Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast, Mr. Adam Cousins. Adam, how are you, sir? I am good. It's Thursday. It's closer to Friday, and I have the black version of your grey version of the logo <laughs> in the background now. You do, you do. We've been uh, we've been very busy on hitting the turnbuckle uh, this week, mate. We will get onto that uh, near the end of the uh, episode, but uh, we do have a, an amazing guest, by the way, coming on today. Uh, she's been a bit of a Twitter sensation recently <laughs> as well, um, and you know we're here to give her her birthday because some people have been coming at her for. All the wrong reasons, in my opinion, but we have got Molly Spartan uh, joining us in about 15, 20 minutes. So stay tuned for that. But uh, while we're here, mate, uh, let's me and you, obviously, we speak throughout the week, but um, we sit here recording this on the Thursday evening. Uh, Let's have a little raw recap, shall we? Um, I text you on Tuesday. What did you uh, think of raw? I probably can't say on here what you said to me. it does feel like we're getting a lot of build-up to build-up. Uh, like I said to you before we started recording, it was very much setting up Raw's next week because Roman's going to be on here and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But I thought it opened up quite well. What did you make of uh, Edge and Finn Balor opening up um, Monday Night Raw? We said it, I think, was it last week or the week before? Me and you pretty much said Helen in a Cell is going to be at WrestleMania. We weren't quite sure because Triple H recently come out and said he wants to save Helen in a Cell now for recent, like, for... For bigger occasions, it's like, well, we don't get much bigger than WrestleMania. And bam, a week later, they've announced Edge versus Finn Balor to close this off once and for all. Hell in a cell. I thought Edge's promo was very good. Uh, Finn Balor, I mean, I'm English and I can't understand the bloody word he says half <laughs> the time, mate. Uh, what did you make of what you saw from your man, Edge? Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, it's, you know, uh, we already said it. We thought Hell in a Cell. It, it's the viable way to end that one. You know, if you look at what they've done so far, they've done, uh, was it uh, I Quit? They've done a tag. Um, so to end the feud properly with no interference, I suppose, uh, hopefully anyway, um, that would probably be the best way to, to round that one off. And uh, and I think from what I read today or tomorrow, yesterday, today or yesterday, sorry, um, they're really uh, high on Finn Balor again. And he's another potential money in the bank winger for later Ooh. on this year. <clears throat> okay. Interesting, interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, I really, I thought the promo was good. I thought, you know, they, they, you know, Edge sold Edge does what Edge does, and I yep. thought he sold it. I thought he sold it really well. I think they're putting a good match. Um, a bit worried about Edge going into Hell in a Cell with all obviously his neck history and mm. you know his back history and stuff like that. But <clears> I think <throat> I think it'll be good. Um, yeah, you know, they need to close off this this feud now. Um, and like you say, Finn, I think yeah, I don't know if I don't want to see him win Money in the Bank to be honest, but. Could do, could do. Um, we then moved on to our first backstage segment of about fifty on Monday Night Raw. I honestly <laughs> felt that we spent more time backstage. Uh, damage control attacked the living hell out of Trish Stratus. Um, I suppose you know you and I spoke about this match last week on the show. Um, are they looking to maybe turn Trish Hill? I mean, they're going the right way about it. Them, um, you know. Doing all the things that they would do, you know, making her, she's getting the 
shit kicked out of her backstage. You know, her friends are coming in to stick up for her. Are you excited for Damage Control versus Lita, Becky, and Trish? Um, I think they're putting a good. I think it. I think a lot of these at WrestleMania. I think the build-ups. I'm kind of okay with it. A lot of them, do the Roman and Cody, and we'll get onto the Cody promo in a little bit. Mm. But the rest of it, I'm just kind of like, mm, it's plodding along. But I know the matches are going to be really good because it's WrestleMania. And I can't think in the last few years where WrestleMania matches have been like terrible. They always pull it out at WrestleMania. Normally, not, not every time. There's the odd one that I can think of, you know, that wasn't so good. But what did you make of the whole damage control and Trish and Lita and Becky? Do you think it'll be any good? I think it will be okay. I don't. I don't think it's going to pull up any trees, and we're going to be. You know, I don't think Meltz is going to give any five star ratings for it. It does that to AEW, doesn't he? Well, he's on the payroll, isn't he? Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, uh, no. I mean, I think it will be steady Eddie match. I've got a feeling if there's going to be any sort of mistakes during, I don't like to call the word botches because just just Jericho says he punched. Oh, yeah, him, he, he won't. Yeah, he won't. Yeah, he won't happy with um, that. I think if there's going to be any mistakes, it'll be in in that kind of because obviously Lita and Trish, although they're probably training for it and they're probably doing you know the bits and pieces, when you've been out of the ring for so long, and to come in Australia, I know Lita's had a match because obviously they won the titles, but yeah, I, I think it'll be steady Eddie. Nothing more, nothing better than than probably like a five or a six. Is the is the recent events on Raw made you think that Trish might turn heel? Because you know they make you know it's all looking very like no, she is going to be super Trish Stratus, and she's teaming yeah. up with Becky and Lita, and you know yeah. it, I think it makes sense moving forward if they turned a heel because you know they've got to get the belts off. Lita's you know how how we don't know how long a deal Lita's signed for. She could be here till SummerSlam for all we know. You know who knows what could happen. But um, at, first of all, you know what do you think of Trish turning heel? And second of all, how do you how would you get the tag team titles off Becky and Lita? Because yeah, they back everyone say well, obviously the easy thing to say is backlash. We're not we're not allowed to call it WrestleMania backlash, even though it. Is WrestleMania backlash, but um, yeah, how, how, how are you going about it? Uh, I think they're going to wrestle night two. I think they'll wrestle Ronda and Shayna night two. I think Ronda, providing Ronda gets cleared, and I think potentially that's when the turn may happen. Um, failing that, we're after WrestleMania always has some interesting things go on. You know, we normally see returns or call ups and, and bits and, and heel turns and face turns, so. Yeah, they've got an opportunity to do it. I, I think by backlash, I think Ronda and Shayna will be in, on top of that division, the tag team side of that division anyway. And that's why I think Trish is a heel. Loved, loved it when she was a heel before. She can pull it off great. So just just all a matter of when they're going to do it. I personally think night two or Raw after Mania. <clears throat> mm, I mean, the Bianca Belair segment on Raw while we're talking about women's wrestling, what in the blue hell was that? <laughs> wow. Um yeah, it was. Uh, I know they're trying to change Oscar, but uh, blimey, uh, that was a weird. It was weird seeing her come out in a suit mm. uh, for or like a suit ish sort of attire, anyway, and then sort of doing a Hogan thing with a belt, and then <laughs> you know, and then the myth, and then the you know, the the uh, blue uh, gunge or mist, whatever you want to call it. Um, if people don't think Vince McMahon is back involved in WWE, <laughs> watch last week's Raw because yeah. I'm telling you. He's back involved in WWE because some of these segments are awful. Absolutely goddamn awful. I mean, that Bianca... I don't know. I think they've dropped the ball with Bianca Belair, to be honest. I mean, I reckon she'd be a really good heel as well. Yeah, I think think maybe. I mean, again, we saw a picture tweeted by MVP with the Street Profits and him and, I mean, it was Omos or something like that. 
maybe Bianca could go into that and they could have a, a, a faction, the Hurt Business, but with Hill Street Profits and Hill Bianca, I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, that's a good idea, actually. Uh, talking good segue, actually, getting really good at this, mate. Omas, uh, Brock Lesnar <laughs> had a little in-ring handshake and then Omas mm. completely, I can't say the word botched, he screwed up throwing Brock Lesnar over the top rope and kind of had to get him and help him Brock was like fucking helping himself over the top rope is this going to be another one like I said earlier is it, do you reckon this match will be better than the build up or are we going to see I don't know seven minutes of suplex city F5 good night I think we'll be lucky to get seven minutes out of it to be oh. honest with you um I, it, it's kind of been built around what we've already said that Brock can't lift him Brock can't do this they, as I said they seem to forget that he suplexed the big show when he was weighing 500 pounds mm. and he f5'd him quite comfortably um but i suppose there's the athletic side to that because obviously it's still the person that's taken the bump that's got to do some of that work uh mm. i can't really see homos uh taking many trips to suplex city um be it because i don't know if the if the athleticism of side of it's going to pay off um it will probably go it could either go two ways it could be a total squash for homos we haven't thought about that. We seem to think Lesnar's going to hit a couple of moves. It's going yeah, to be remember Goldberg versus uh, Lesnar. We all thought, you know, it's going to end. Goldberg squashed him in what? Four minutes? What was it? Survivor? No, Less than that one. It was 78 seconds or something. Survivor <laughs> Series, was it? I think. Um, yeah, it was Survivor Series, wasn't it? Yeah, squashed him in like, yeah, like you say, in under a minute or whatever it was. Um, yeah, I don't know. But what, what do you think? That, uh, I don't know where the, like, the long-term future is. With I must have, I mean, he'll be, he'll be on AEW within like, yeah. Um Brock, I don't know. Is he gonna take a break from wrestling? I'm hearing so many things about him. Is he gonna take a break? There's uh, I read something yesterday that he wants to go back and do a bit of MMA, maybe UFC. Oh. I mean, he did okay at it when he went back. You know, he won a won a title. You know, I'm not a big UFC guy, but I you know I watched it when Brock Lesnar was in. Um, what do you think Brock does post mania? Do you think he sticks around or is it so many other people he can really I can't really see where he goes if you know because he's always been in around unless they put him back in the title mix. Do we see Brock and Cody? Uh, you know, assuming that Cody wins. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Where do you where do you think they go with Brock Lesnar? I think you, Brock will go where the money is. That's mm. Brock's always been that way. If the money's there, he'll stay. Um, I still am hoping for a match against Gunther at some point, whether it's title or no, whether it's just a, a, a one-on-one special attraction. I'm hoping for that. Um, to be honest, he's one of them weird ones that I don't know. <laughs> um, well, say not, I don't. I'm not. In, I'm not in the know. None of us are in the know, apart from the people that are there. Um, but knowing Brock, last few years, and I think he even said it, he'll just go where the money is. Mm. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right, mate. Um, Don't blame him, either. <laughs> no, oh, mate. Get more money while you can. Uh, the, what did we have next? Cody and LA Knight had a match on Raw. It's not a bad match, actually. It was okay. Um, the Cody promo afterwards, the talking about, obviously, Cody went over in the match. We all know that was going to happen. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, L.A. Knight. I don't know what is this big yeah. rumor. Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, Mania. That's the still touted around a week on since me, you and I last spoke, mate. Uh, it's the big thing that uh, something's going to happen. L.A. Knight. I reckon, like I said, L.A. Knight is going to be in the ring at WrestleMania, just doing his his promo. Oh, I haven't got an opponent at WrestleMania. What? I haven't done it. What? And bang, glass is going to smash. Um. Me and you are going to text each other going mental because uh, Stone Cold's going to have a little match on WrestleMania. He's going to come out. It'll be a two or three minute squash. Cut the stunners. Bam. Thank you very much. Everyone goes home happy after that match. But um, the uh, the Cody promo. 
you know, he even mentioned what me and he mentioned. I have to stop myself welling up every promo. I just I thought it was quite funny. Um, I thought it was quite good, mate. I, I you know, I, I get why they're trying to get Cody over even more. The crowd seems to be behind him. Yeah. Um, what did are you still happy the way that they're going with Cody? Yeah, it was nice that we didn't get the whole whole thing about Dusty. We kept saying this for the last, you know, it wasn't centered around that uh, Dusty talk. Uh, and that's kind of the reason why I'm not looking forward to should he win the title because you're going to know every opponent's going to pick a fight with him and the way they're going to do it is by that, which I'd rather Cody cement himself as a legacy rather than cementing Dusty. You don't need to cement mm, his yeah. dad. Still very Charlotte Flair-esque still, isn't it? Like, yeah, he needs to come out of that. Um, the that promo itself loved it. To be honest, LA Knight's a megastar, and it's just about where and when they pull that trigger again. He's another one they've been touted as a favourite for Money in the Bank. and <clears throat> It's just really at when for LA Knight and, and Cody's Rose. Yeah, promo was good, solid promo. I expect it from Cody every time he picks up the microphone. He does have that one of those unique things he can talk and wrestle. Which is mm-hmm. nice. Which is what they like as well as a champion. They do like that. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I, yeah. I enjoyed it, mate. I, you know, looking at what we know, what two weeks away from WrestleMania, I did. And I'm and they like he keeps saying on April second. So obviously, like we know he's yeah. going to be the main event night two. Yeah. So like you say, it's interesting what the main event will be. Night one could it be Cena? Main event mm-hmm. in night one. No, I, I still I'm still going with the Usos and okay. against Sammy and Kevin. I think. Ending night one. Yeah, no, yeah, you're probably right. I reckon I, I've got a feeling Cena will open the show, actually. But could I do. Think, yeah, I, you know, get it off to. Yeah, I think Cena will open the show. Uh, they went, uh, where did we go next? Uh, we went backstage again. Seth Rollins <laughs> done an interesting uh, promo, mm-hmm. Miz and um, Corbin. Dude, Corbin, that's it. Yeah, talking about boxing and Logan Paul's going to be <laughs> Miz's. Yeah, so I'm guessing Seth's going to get the over next week. If you know, I'm, I'm not a wrestling genius. But Logan's going to be on next week. And apparently, I think that's his last appearance before Mania, I'm here. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's on the go home. There was something, I what podcast was I listening to? Uh, not wrestling pod, I can't remember. It might be busted open. They're not sure who he's, something's doing. I don't know, something's happening that week. Yeah, but he might be on the go home. But I'm guessing Seth's uh, Did it make anything, uh, did it make you want to watch Seth versus Logan even more at Mania? I, I, do you know what? I've got a sneaky feeling this match is going to be really good. And it pains me to say that because I'm not yeah, a big fan. But <laughs> every time I've seen that dude in the ring, he can go. Yeah, no, I agree. I said, said it when we when it was first kind of touted. I think it could be a show stealer. Because uh, he, he can, look, hate the guy. Can't stand it. Can't stand his brother. Can't stand him. Fuck off and sell your prime. Um, but he can do it. That's horrible, by the way. My daughter. Oh, God, it's like cough mixture. It's oh horrendous, mate. Oh, it's literally, nice. honestly, nice. honestly, as we're in the wrong game, mate. He's made millions out of that. Yeah, no, we should just piss in the cup and sell it in the shop. Yeah, coming to you from the hit in the turnbuckle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hit in the turnbuckle piss. Um, yeah. But no, um, yeah, it, it will be a great, I've got to think it'll be a great match. The problem, it didn't really do anything for me. It just set up the squash that was Seth and Corbin later. Miz just getting some TV time as he's the host of WrestleMania. Um, they're doing a lot of hosts now. I see Bad Bunny hosting Backlash as a side of uh, side effect. Yes, Smackdown the night before in Puerto Rico. They're doing these combos, uh, yeah. Stuff now, so it makes sense. Saturday night show, Friday night Smackdown. Yeah, exactly. Get, get um, <laughs> uh, oh, Elias and Bronson Reed. Uh, they not, I don't know what to say about that, mate. It was <laughs> Gosh, really terrible. Yeah, yeah, move on. Um, 
Austin Theory had a little backstage again, backstage segment, and then for Angelo Dawkins, yes. uh, Austin Theory getting a win and finishing it with John Cena's finishing move at the yeah. end. Again, I was kind of a bit like you with like what we just spoke about a minute ago with the whole Seth thing and Logan the, the, the promo. I was kind of like this match. I was like, oh, all right, I know, we're, yeah, we're just what we what we doing here. It's just kind of like you know, I get what they're doing, and you know, but I still think Cena could go over, you know. Um, I, again, it's hard to see after that promo last week. Um, still kind of, you know, he buried him, and it, I suppose he was trying to get a little bit of something back. But unless he gets it back on Cena, it's really not going to do the work for me. Um, Cena going up, I still don't think he's going to go over. Um, because I think is, is it a passing of the torch kind of match? You know, it's not exactly. Uh, Rock Hogan. And by, uh, by the way, Quiddy, I know you mentioned this last week. Uh, I read today that Hogan didn't want to do the job for The Rock and literally yeah. until he walked out from the curtain. Uh, Inside the Ropes reported it today. Uh, and I don't know, just quickly what you made. I was like, what? You know, but it's kind of a Hogan thing. Could you imagine like, if he didn't do the job on that night? I mean, why would he not want to? It was the time was right. Hogan was way at the end. It was probably his last good match that he had. Yeah. Did it shock you when you heard that Hogan, like even five minutes before yeah. the match, kind of was like, Hmm, do I change my mind here and not put the rock over? It's like, well, yeah, yeah, you do, mate. Um, I'm surprised. No, I think I've read enough and read enough and heard enough about his that doesn't work for me, brother. Um, uh, attitude that he had. Um, had he had not done it, Christ, to be fair, the fans were for it though. The fans wanted him, you know, the fans were all over him that night. There was a good split. Um, mm. but no, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, no creative control in WWE, my friend. No, sir. Uh, Paul Heyman cut a good backstage segment on Raw. I thought it's but again, it was typical Heyman building, you know, building a there seems to be they're built, they're doing actually what they are doing quite well is they're building a main event for us, man. This is like if you think back the years that you and I have been watching wrestling, they're building a main event mm. without the two stars really yeah. doing much together they had that little segment on smackdown which was yeah. good and that ended in a handshake and there was nothing probably at the go home show them two will come face to face they might have a little altercation but i still think they're going to save this for very night two last match mania yeah. uh, you know is, is it been interesting to you the way they've kind of built a main event at wrestlemania without really building a main event at wrestlemania if that makes <laughs> sense you know because you haven't really got cody and romans yeah he's on raw next week but you know yes. he's he never he never appears on raw he's a no. kind of he's a smack he's the champion but, but yeah he's a smackdown guy and the u.s title's always been a raw but anyway i digress how have you um how have you found the build with neither of them kind of interacting much because imagine going back all them years me and you like imagine austin rock the the few they had leading up to to mania you know what a great imagine Shawn michaels and the undertaker when Shawn the first match that you know yeah. imagine them two yes. being on separate shows and one on smackdown one on raw and not really having mm -hmm. it built it just seems alien to me and it'd be interesting if we ever get to speak to like vince russo again but like booking this must be interesting because the bookers now must be and the bookers back then like if you sat all the bookers now and the bookers back then in a room I reckon it'll be a completely different summer dance. Yeah. It would be. Um, I actually don't mind it. I don't. I don't like them getting too physical before mm. it. I do love the way Heyman does Roman Reigns, though. I think that's, that's <laughs> the Roman Reigns. <laughs> As that, that elongated S, it's really good. Um, no, I don't mind it. Uh, to be honest, I prefer. I don't like a lot of contact before it because it. I think it takes away from you know. Mm -hmm. At the moment, they built it fine. It's Cody can't handle the pressure, so let's. Keep it that way. Don't let they may have a to do, as you say, week maybe next week, maybe to go home. But I don't mind that. It's good. 
fine with it. <clears throat> I, a thought ran through my head while I was watching Raw, and this is just me, so don't people don't get on my back. Imagine if Co- and it'd be complete. This is completely me just being batshit crazy. If you mm-hmm. wanted to say, do you remember uh, when Austin turned on The yeah. Rock with yeah, Vince yeah, McMahon? Yeah. yeah. Picture the scene, Adam. And no, mm-hmm. I haven't, haven't been drinking. <laughs> Cody Rhodes joins the bloodline. Yeah, no. Uh, you Could think- you imagine ending WrestleMania with Cody just like not the finger point of doom? I'm not kind of saying that, no, but no. he wins and he looks up at Roman and they have not some sort of embrace, but he does the you know the one thing. And could you imagine the heat on WWE if a Roman still got the belt, yeah, and b Cody joins the bloodline? This is just me fantasy uh, booking, but could you imagine it? The other way that could happen is that. You know, Paul Heyman could, you know, they, I know Paul Heyman's turned on, you know, Brock and, and Roman in the past. Um, he could do that again, uh, or the Usos could do it. And it could be the Usos and Cody going off like that with Solo. I know Solo there, they're actually Solo was meant to be one of Roman's next feuds. So interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't put it past it. I also wouldn't put it past something like, I'd say, not say Triple H now because, um, He's not going to get in the ring much. But, it, you know, someone coming out and taking one of the belts off Cody at the end to split the belts up. He even said he wants to be having split up. But, hey, look, a good booking. Send it over to him. You never know. <laughs> yeah, get me a job <laughs> in the WWE. Uh, the show ended with KO and Solo. Mate, and probably the best segment slash match of the uh, the evening. Uh, it was quite good the way they sent it home. I said to you before we uh, started recording uh, um you know everyone was chanting for sammy and he's like no there's a reason why they didn't bring sammy out because probably next week on raw sammy will be there and he's gonna say to ko look this is why you need me and let's get it it's gonna be good build to get ko and sammy back together because it's gonna probably put the doubt into ko's mind you know what yeah actually i do need sammy and maybe we should team up what did you make of the main event i thought it was good ko was wrestling in i don't know if i fell asleep or when i watched it back but ko was wrestling in jeans or something yeah but i don't did they did i miss something why he was wrestling in jeans no i think it was a street fight wasn't it yeah it was but yeah fight. i just wasn't yeah i know it's a street fight. i was just like what it just looks like he's popping down the supermarket or something no, but yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was a it was a it was a good match uh but you know the commentators probably had more Botches, sorry, Chris Jericho, than anything. He put him through. He's put him through the ta- uh, through the uh, through the tables. No, they're chairs, mate. I'm pretty yes. sure. They're, I'm pretty sure they're chairs. But uh, yeah, I thought it was a it was a good match. Um, it's a good yeah. way, you know, because Raw was really it was a hard watch this week. I'm not going to mm. lie, but the main event was solid. And again, added, you know, when they got KO backstage, you so are waiting, bam, and then everyone's thinking, well, Sammy's. My only question is, is why would Cody come out last week and help, and not come out this week? If we're but kind of storytelling here going you know going back to cody's promo if i want to help kevin owens i will if i want to help sammy Zayn, yeah. i will but then why i don't know am i missing something why why did cody not come out and help ko i, don't I know. think because the interview ko had before um said that uh he didn't want anyone's help because he done oh, yeah, one of the 50 backstage kids oh, i must have fallen asleep then just, just a quick shout out though, the the otis thing uh fantastic He's brilliant with the maximum now models. <laughs> Sorry, listen. If he could do it, I think I might try. Um, yeah, I love them. I, I don't care. Actually, comedy though. gold, isn't they? Yeah, comedy gold. Um, no, I think yeah. Kyle had a backstage skit that night and said, "I don't need Cody. I don't need Sammy. I want to do this on my own." So I think that was the reason why um, it, it did what it did, and he didn't uh, 
no one helped him. Uh, match itself, good. Yep, solid match. Love to spots. Solo need if they if they are literally going to strap the rocket to Solo's back and give him something, then he needs to stay as undefeated as possible or as close to undefeated if they're going to give him the, you know, have a next in line or a few, maybe with Cody, if he wins a title, who knows? Um, yeah. Mm. They need to keep him, they need to keep him strong. <clears throat> yeah. I wonder how they're going to, how would you, how are you going to push Roman Reigns if he hasn't got the titles after Mania? Cause we've heard so many rumors that he's, he's going to be gone and he's maybe off to do some movies and, you know, but there's, he's already a, I'm pretty sure he's at backlash. We'll, we'll call it WrestleMania backlash because that's what it is. But apparently, but yeah, if he's going to feud with Solo, then do you know how how do they how do they get to that? Would you say you know does Solo cost him at Mania yeah. and then you know? But then you know why why would they do this huge? You know that that would to me would be why because he hasn't. It's yeah. not like Sammy. There's a reason why Sammy left the bloodline. Mm-hmm. You know that was a great build. That was a great storyline. The chair at the Royal Rumble completely got it. Yeah, I would Solo turn on roman and I, I i get how you have to get someone to that level yeah how do you get him there without roman having the titles I, yeah i'm kind of i'm confused yeah i suppose it could cost him somehow super, super kick wrong falls into the uh i know I, I, I don't like interference at wrestlemania match i think that's the one time of the year that they shouldn't they should be clean wins so let's unless uh, it's vince mcmahon handing stone cold a chair yeah that was no old bard though right Anyway, digress on that. Yeah, digress. Um, Yeah, uh, so let's say I like clean pins at Mania because I think that's where it should be. So let's say, for argument's sake, Backlash Solo ends up super kicking Roman by accident, goes into crossroads, Cody pins him one, two, three, then perhaps Roman goes away. Mm -hmm. And then he comes back and as a face. Maybe I don't know. I prefer him as a heel, but I'm um, just you know. Yeah, I don't think. If, well, I don't, as I said, I don't think we can ever be face again. But same, you know, Austin's done it, Rock's done it, you know. But Roman Reigns heel is. There's going to be a, a one on WWE Network. There's going to be the top ten heels of all time again one day. He's going to be in it. I think. I don't know about you. I think this whole run. Roman Hill. I mean, if anyone that watches wrestling or anyone knows what he's gone on in his personal life, we actually know he's a decent dude. Yeah. But playing this character, which, you know, sorry, people, wrestling isn't real. He's playing a character. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's, I don't know about you, man. You and I have grown up with some of the best heels in yeah. wrestling. You know, we grow, you know, you Ric Flair, you know, Undertaker Hill was incredible with his yeah. whole Ministry of Darkness. I thought he was, I thought he was incredible, you know. But Vince McMahon as a Hill was one of the, and people look at me when I say that, <laughs> you know, if you didn't watch the attitude era, Vince McMahon was one of the biggest Hills in wrestling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know, I don't know what I'd think of Roman coming back as a quote unquote good guy. Yeah, I think sometimes you just, they're just naturally better Hills, aren't they? Um, no one, and to be fair, when he was faced, he was getting booed out of the building anyway, wasn't he? So, um, yeah, I think keep him, keep him a heel. Uh, I don't know how it worked with Solo. Maybe Solo turns. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, it, it all depends. I mean, we know what these plans are like. One minute they say, it, and next minute he's feuding with Bray Wyatt or something like that. And, you know, so, <clears throat> yeah, I think keep him heel, to be honest. I, I think he'll probably be special attraction when he's back, because obviously if he does come back, he ain't going to be back and then. It's going to stay for ages. He'll be back and then he'll go again. And he'll be a bit like Brock Lesnar, I think, in the future. Just be a special attraction type 
character. Mm, yeah, no, I am. Uh, while we wait for our guest ads, why don't you tell us what the hit in the turnbuckle boys have been up to uh, in the last few hours, mate? Oh no, hang on, hold it. Breaking news: we have our guest arrived, mate. Ah. Too, so you can, uh, you can. Uh, do that in a second, my man. I'll do that in a second. I'll yeah, no, it's been, it's, been, right it's been a busy day for the, the Turnbuckle boys, mate. Yeah, it, it has been, been a busy day. But um, no, it's uh, um, some good times. Some good things are happening, mate. Um, yes. But we are pleased to be joined now by our very, very special guest, uh, Adam. <clears throat> as you are the king of, as she is, as you are the king of introductions, Adam. Oh, I, me. Get this, man, get this man a job at WWE. Ah. I hope you're sitting tight. Adam, over to you, my friend. Okay, so our guest today is a multiple-time women's champion, mainly in uh, ICW. More recently than not, she's having a fetish of throwing people off of balconies and earning rave reviews from wrestling uh, personalities around the world. Um, She is the beautiful bruiser, the sin of professional wrestling, the she-wolf. And nowadays, we can, I hope I can say this without getting into too much trouble, we can say hello to the big girl. Molly, welcome mm-hmm. to the show. <laughs> Molly, how are Hi, you? Lads, thanks. I'm good, I'm good, darlings. Thanks for having me on. Sorry, I'm a bit late. I, I was literally looking for my like my plug for my laptop because the last thing you want is me just disappearing all of a sudden. <laughs> no, that's fine, that's fine. Uh, Molly, you've been making headlines for the uh, all over Twitter in the last two to three weeks. But before we get into chatting to you about all things wrestling, let's give you your say, because me and Adam, uh, I've been reading some of the stuff uh, going back and forth. I think Al Snow, Vince Russo, all the, all, the, all the names in wrestling have been talking about you. Tell our listeners what it's been like for you the last week to two weeks, uh, because, you know, you threw someone off a balcony and apparently it was the worst thing in wrestling. I, you know. <laughs> Give us oh, your surprise, side. Of, surprise. Give us your side of the story, Molly. Um, it's it's a really interesting sort of time, and it's been very interesting to see um what it's like when the entire wrestling world decides that they have an opinion on you all of a sudden. <laughs> um both me and Rio are incredibly professional in what we do. We are very established professional wrestlers have absolutely grafted our arses to even be in the match that we were in. Um, but surprise, surprise, two women do a, a, a live stunt in a wrestling show because lo and behold, that happens in wrestling shows. And the world went on fire a bit. I mean, it's not that I've worked for ICW for over a decade now and I've seen countless amount of men come off the exact same balcony and the in the exact same venue um yet some some reason that balcony also became two stories high like it grew (laughs) since the last time we were in they must have had some you know work done during the pandemic um but yeah it's been interesting there's been a lot of support and a lot of people sort of loving what we did because well we executed it to perfection that nobody got hurt like that's that's the real key out of this of there's been a lot of I've seen a lot of things on the internet that yeah were daft spots that somebody ended up really getting hurt but when two professionals execute a stunt to perfection that nobody gets hurt yet somehow we are still 
to a lot of people idiots um it's kind of mind-blowing where there's people that have a massive opinion on both of us yet have absolutely no idea who we are what our background is where we've been what we've achieved or anything um so yeah it's it's been a real eye-opener to find that the majority of the wrestling world hear more about their emotions and opinions rather than facts, which mm. is, which I think is quite a thing we find these days in general. Um, what was the opinion again, that shocked you the most, Molly? The thing is, in all honesty, I don't mind... I don't mind the opinion of people saying that they like it or they don't like it. If they don't like it, that's fine. I, I totally get it. If that is your opinion, it's not something that you're into. You, if you're like you love your technical wrestling, just but that's completely fine. But it's when it crossed the line and became abusive, mm. that's when you're like, right, lads, come on. Like it's it's the interesting tweets of people describing both me and Rio as nobodies. Mm. yet then saying something very abusive mm. and then I'm like right so you're just a dick then yeah like you've actively <laughs> went after two girls who are nobodies and not in the public eye because there's this argument of um public opinion on people that put themselves in the public eye but grad we do um but at the same time when there's these people that are actively being like yeah but they're nobodies yet you now know our names and you now watch our things. Yeah, we're the idiot. Yeah, yeah, cool. We're the idiots. We execute a perfectly, perfectly executed live stunt, and now millions of people know our names out of obscurity. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 the stupid bitches all of a sudden. Yeah, mm. yeah, cool lads. Yeah. Um. Just before I uh, hand over to Adam, how was that spot? How did you guys? Obviously, you spoke about this. I mean, I, I saw some tweets going. This is one of the biggest botches in wrestling. Oh, sorry, Chris Jericho. I know we can't say the words botch, but I saw some of the the tweets that were coming at you, and I'm thinking, do you think these girls haven't seen? You, have you? If you just turned on wrestling for the very first day, because some of the tweets I saw coming your way were, oh, how could you make this such a huge mistake? And I'm thinking. Have I just landed on this planet? And are these people just watching wrestling for the first time? So let everyone know, obviously, you know, how, how you girls put this spot together, how you thought the reaction would be compared to how it was. So, like, we expected the reaction in the room was exactly what we expected. Like, what we did and how we, like, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give, I'm, like, a magician never reveals its secrets, ah, but yes. it's, it's fair to say that both, me and Rio have so like I have a background and I also am part of a theater show um that um has the live stage combat as professional wrestling. It's a cast of wrestlers who have backgrounds in stunt performing and have worked in film and television and that so there's that element there's as I'm saying I don't I don't want to Magician doesn't mm. reveal its secrets, but I can actively tell you that there was so much thought and preparation into where and how and more than anybody will ever give us credit for. Um, but yeah, like it was executed to a T mm. and the reaction on the night we got was exactly what we wanted and how we expected it to go. And yeah, like, 
and in, in all honesty, there's part of me that I, I kind of agree with Jericho when it says that. Like, um, I don't know how to put it. Like, um, is this a PG or can no, I? No, say what you want. Go for it. <laughs> no wonder. So Johnny Sane is, although Johnny Sane probably wouldn't enjoy us coming off a balcony, as he is a man of old school wrestling. But one of the things that he says all the time is that there's nothing like a good fuck up. Right, because <laughs> that means that you need to learn how to recover from that. The thing is, this wasn't a fuck up. This went to a T. In all honesty, we've really what we've done is our jobs even better. That people genuinely think it was. I I tried to murder real. People think <laughs> I'm trying to murder real. I've done my job. That's what. That's, that's the job at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, it's for me, again, as I'm saying, I genuinely don't mind people that have an opinion saying, this isn't for me. This That looks a bit, I'm a bit sketchy about that. Like, this isn't for me. That's perfectly fine. You are more entitled to your opinion and what you think. But when it crosses over to a, like being incredibly disrespectful or trying to gain traction of our name without saying our names or just being a dick to people that yeah it, it, that's when I was like what on earth is happening here mm. and I mean I think both I'm very lucky the fact that it was both me and Rio because 100% like we are we have been around the block we are strong-willed women and we can take you know, I mean, we can we can stand up with the best when it comes to the punches and stuff, but it, it's that scary thing where it's like, if this was another girl who might not be as confident in themselves and confident in what they did and question themselves a lot, it could really knock people's, not only just their confidence, but it can easily be anxiety-inducing and can really affect individuals in their mental health. Mm. Um, yeah. And I mean, I've always had this sort of the I've, I've sort of gone in wrestling of don't get mad, get creative. I've said that to so many people that are unhappy with where they're placed on this, the card or how their sort of viewpoint or what, what's being portrayed of them in wrestling. Like, don't get mad, get creative. If someone's upsetting you, find a way of making that a positive, making something out of that, um, which I'm sure we're probably going to end up discussing in a bit. Um but yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 been an interesting time, and I'm kind of I feel like I'm going about like this. Nah, <laughs> it's brilliant! It's brilliant! It's brilliant! Uh, Ads, go on, mate. Yeah, so uh, Muddy, sorry, actually goes quite nicely because I I was asked a question when I when I said that we, we announced obviously yourself and and, and Fiona and, and Melina was coming on. Um, one of the questions I actually got asked actually from a work colleague, which I found quite interesting, was. Do you think that the women uh, wrestling was portrayed or the way in which society sees them? So he took me back to say, look, the revolution didn't really start in 2013. Women were wrestling in like the 60s, you know, Moolah, May Young and, and, and whatever. Mm -hmm. But they just wasn't really advertised right. And then if you go on to, to the Attitude Era, it was like trash TV. You know, you were having... <laughs> Jerry Springer was big. They had the, you know, the uh, the adult film industry boomed because of people like Jenna Jameson and stuff like that. But wrestling and say WWFE 
or trade them in kind of that way because society loved it. I mean, when we had uh, Mr. Russo on here, which just a bit of a side note, I do find it quite ironic he was moaning about that segment considering he wrote The Undertaker, Mick Foley. Hell of a oh, thank you. I that's, said for, that. that's for another day. Um, and, and, you know, so going back to that is that was how society saw them. And then after just that, you had like a sort of, Sort of a bit more of an upper class version of the adult entertainment industry with the Playboy and WWE signed the deal when everyone was like, oh, so the women's going to Playboy. And then it was only sort of the last 10 or so years um, that obviously they had the women's revolution, they had the empowerment of women that were actually seeing a lot more of it. So his question to me was, do you think that women's wrestling was is kind of being pictured how they vision it in society, not necessarily of ICW, but in general in the in the bigger organization, I wouldn't say bigger, that's really harsh, in WWE, AEW side of things. <clears throat> it's a very interesting thing because I've always said that I feel like in the independent scene, especially yeah. here in the UK, it does reflect on what is happening on the main state. Like yeah. what was happening in the UK very much reflects on what is happening in WWE because they are the flagship. They are, you know what I mean? They're there. Yeah. And of course, AW is coming into that as well. Um, they are the big time. They are the dance you're trying to get to as a professional wrestling. Um, honestly, it's, it's one of those things where you're talking about like your May Youngs and stuff like that. Here in the UK, you had Klondike Kate, yep. who never appeared on television, yet for some reason, anybody that talks to me about wrestling, and if they went to the wrestling back in the day, they always mention her. She mm. was an attraction. She brought people in the door. And for some reason, there was just this stigma that women shouldn't be on the telly. They shouldn't be yeah. sort of portrayed, which is mad because when you also talk to like like your Johnny Saints and people that were around at that time, they didn't understand it either because she was part of the show. She did get a reaction. Um, but yeah, it's the thing is, I'm not going to sit here and shame any girl that came through that time because they had to do and they had to go through some horrendous like attitude towards them and behavior towards them in order for me to be here, for order for any of us to get to where we are. Because without them, there wouldn't be any women on the television, without them shutting their mouths and gritting their teeth and going, yeah, sure, I'll be in a brand panties match. <laughs> we were they were they were at least on the television yeah. wrestling to the best that they can. What I look at is I find it it's it's not surprising when you watch his stuff in the, the like back in back in the day and stuff. But the fact that Fit Finlay is like the godfather of women's wrestling yeah. is incredible. But when you used to watch him with all that, like the way he interacted with his wife back in there, like it, it, it's not that surprising because he used her as mm. like, she, like it's incredible. If you've never watched any of Fit Finley's like World of Sport stuff, like please watch it. How many, how many, how his wife at the time would interact with each other, and like she would like slap if you wrestle around, she'd slap him and say, "You're not getting a kiss until you." You win the next round, which used to wind them up. Says like Says like me when I'm out on a Friday night with the missus. Yeah, like, but he knew how to really use a woman. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. not belittled her. She was the one in control. She, although he was the big scary man, she wore the pant. You know what I mean? Like, she wore the trousers. She was the one that was telling him what to do and stuff. So he he was way ahead of his time, um, and using somebody 
in a like a proper role, a woman in a proper role. Um, but now, yeah, like Grant, like our, I always thought it's interesting when you sometimes hear people talking about Finley, even people like Victoria and things like that when they mention fit. It always seems to be like he was. It was like he was trying to secretly train them and get them to do things and secretly mm. try and because I think he's seen a long time like this is nonsense like these girls want to be good these girls want to learn why Mm. are we not teaching them just let Mm. them learn and and the thing is when you're talking about like your Jenna Jameses and stuff like that like I have nothing against those girls and in all honesty I also have nothing like there was people that were moaning about how like oh Mandy Rose Mandy Rose was over sexualized if Mandy Rose wants to be sexy Mandy Rose yet she still backs it up in the ring let mm. her be as sexy yeah. as she wants exactly. they're letting, they're letting Natalia do it now Natalia's doing it right yeah, now like, have you seen I some am... of the stuff she's posted but at the same time like if that's what they want to do and that's mm-hmm. how they want like let them who am I or anybody's right to tell them how and how they shouldn't be photographed or pictured or you know what I mean be yeah. like if that's how they want to be but at the same time it needs to be if there is this massive like range of characters and looks and images in the men's roster, there has to be the same for the women. Exactly. That's the thing. Like there has to be, and now there is. Now you have people that now you have the girls that are sexy and shake their arse, and that's exactly <laughs> what they want to do, and they do it. And then you have people like like uh, Piper Niven. She's yeah. got loads of names to me. And she yeah. is just being this badass that's just like, I'm going to murder you. And you're like, yes, <laughs> you've got Asuka wear clown makeup and just looking looking like Japanese Pennywise yeah. from your nightmares. But at the same time, just be like, you know what I mean? There is this now, this group that's coming together where it is reflecting the scope that the men have, which is fantastic because it does open it up to the independents as well. Like it mm. all feeds back where now we don't, like I have nothing against like Kelly Kelly. Kelly Kelly was always my example. When I watched it as a teenager, she was the height, which is why for a long time, I didn't start training till a lot later than what I think a lot of people do. Because to me, on my television, it was women that looked like Kelly Kelly who didn't have my voice. They were all American or maybe Canadian. Um, the closest example, the person that I related to the most when I was a teenager was like Beth Phoenix because yeah. she at least wasn't tiny, but she also didn't have my accent. So there was this weird world where I thought I didn't want to become a wrestler because I was afraid of being rejected to the thing that I loved. Yeah. But at the same time, now, now it doesn't matter what shape, size, where you're from, your background or anything, like it just, I mean, as long as you're not just, you know, a piece of shit human being, you you can make it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. some, some pieces just do make it, we'll yeah. talk about that. But um, <laughs> it's, it's that kind of thing where it's like, yeah, now... Now the independents reflect on the US yeah. and and Japan and those places, which is fantastic because it is giving role models to everybody across 
across the world because now they can look at it and go, oh, I'm from a small town in Scotland and I've never, I, I, I can do this. Mm. Oh, wait, yeah, I can do this. And there's nothing, there's nothing stopping me. There's no weird things that can mentally stop me anymore, which, yeah. again, I, I, I thank the women like Kelly Kelly and Trish and Lita and China and all them that went through hell in order us. Grant, we're still struggling. There are still men out there that would rather see me in a kitchen than in a ring. Grant, <laughs> I'm fantastic in a kitchen as well, but it's not my fault that I can multitask. <laughs> yeah. Molly, well. I am not telling you to get in the kitchen because you will keep no. living shit out of me. Uh, yeah. Molly, yeah. Do you, how do you feel though? Obviously, because... I I think what well, you you make a great point there. Like you you mentioned Trish and Kelly Kelly. They're the people like me, Adam. You know, I, I grew up in the eighties and in the nineties watching wrestling. But how do you feel now? Someone like yourself, you you know, I, I, I follow you on social media. I see the interaction, the, the the love that people have to you. Do you do you get the sense that you're and people like you, you're changing the business, and you are seeing like there's girls in Scotland who watch you. They might come to the shows you're doing in Liverpool. I know you're wrestling tomorrow night. Do you feel that sense now? And I think it's something brilliant because I get it. Just you know, in, just seeing your social media, I see you know, I see some of the people that have defended you online. You know, me and Adam were big advocates of you defending you online. Wait, and we interviewed people like Vince Russo a couple of weeks ago, and it's nothing against him. But do you get that sense now that someone like yourself can? change the wrestling business from inside it and you you might get girls that go do you know what i want to be like molly she's doing this and it's it's not and again it's not against kelly kelly and trisha back in the day but do you get the sense that from yourself now that you're changing the business as you go yeah i mean we all are anybody that's in a any female that is in any part and it doesn't matter if it's just you wrestling in your your small town there might be that one little girl that comes and goes oh I can do that like I can do this too like and yeah for me I've always said when people ask like oh what's your aspirations and dreams and stuff and in all seriousness for me I want it that when I finish wrestling and when I've had my time in the ring that when I show up to a show in the future people are happy to see me and people genuinely value my opinion because they know whatever I say is in no way, shape or form to bring them down, but to help them and to direct them in order to get better or have something else to think about. Um, I'm I'm so against when you see just folk going like, this is terrible and this is rubbish. Like, no, like, no matter what anybody does, everybody's got a positive and they've got negatives. Like, I very much on one for any match I come back I am actively going was that okay was everything happy did you like that do you want that like still and I think that's healthy I think that's you want to constantly be getting better and improving um but yeah like definitely and I mean especially right now I'm really changing gear in order to be like you know <laughs> what let's let's make things change even more so and it doesn't matter like I can I can I can definitely hear the cries of like, well, what did you ever do? What, like, a hundred people will only remember you? I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe that's right. Maybe at the end of my career, when I finish up in the ring, maybe there's only a handful of people that remember me. But those handful of people will remember me for the right reasons. Mm. They'll remember me because I worked hard. They'll remember me because I tried to change things in a positive manner. I tried to really give girls and other people 
their value and their worth. I didn't try and bury anybody. I didn't have to be so uh, snide and make remarks in order to elevate myself. N never, because I've always seen it where if all you're doing is bringing people down around you, they're eventually going to take you down with them. It's not a case of you need to, you get better by making other people better. If you try and elevate the girls that are coming up next, they're always going to try and help you when they can. Like it is genuinely such a team sort of like, it's a team game at the end of the day and we all need to work together. But yeah, there's going to be those people that only think of themselves and it's them first. And yeah, wrestling has an element of that. You need to think of yourself, but just because you're protecting yourself doesn't mean that you need to shut out and shun everybody else to make you feel better. Like, that's that's not it. Mm -mm, no. no, thank you. Yeah, no, very well put. Ads? Yeah, so we're going to so a little couple of little games now, Molly, to take a feel off of this whole... Uh, uh, this whole let's stuff. end on a good note. Come let's on, end guys. on a good note, and then we'll give you a chance. Then we'll give you a chance to to tell us what you've been doing, where we can get you, and we've got a few announcements to make as well. So the first game is word association. I'm going to give you the name of ten wrestling personalities. You may have met, you may not have met, but you just give me the first word or phrase that comes into your head when I say Z person's name. Just going to quickly shout out Sean Oliver from Cafe Commentaries. This is where I've got this from. So it worked with Big Damo, although I did catch him off guard and put his wife in there, which was quite funny. Oh, uh, Nicky Cross, but uh, yeah, I did warn him. Um, so the first name on the list is Trish Stratus. <clears throat> so many words uh, that I'm trying to like leader she's one yeah. of the, she's one of the leaders i want to be careful in this one mark dallas oh boss leader oh again leader the yeah. pair of them the two of those girls just trailblazer yes i trailblazers undertaker what a guy he was yeah um so like I've 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 been on tour with Inside the Ropes with Taker. Yes. And he's a man of little words, but when he does speak, it's always something worthwhile. Like funnier than you'd think. Yeah. He's a man of a lot of words now because he does a lot of one-man stand-ups. I want to go and see one yeah. in the future. Uh, Rio. <clears throat> oh, oh, <laughs> oh. Like <laughs> there's too many. Um <laughs> Champ. Champ. There we go. She is now. She's champ. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This one probably well, what we've been talking about. Al Snow. <laughs> um. See, I'm in no way, shape, or form going to take anything away from that man, because again, as I said, there is no point in burying anybody or it's just not in my wheelhouse. So everybody throughout their career can learn and adapt. And I hope that maybe he can understand why there's people upset right now. Mm -hmm. um, I will always say before, don't get mad, get creative. No. That's what I've done for something that he's <clears throat> overlooked. But mm -hmm. at the same time, the man has done a lot and I hope, Maybe it could be just a slightly bit remorseful. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, another one of your friends, Kenny McIntosh. Ah, oh, <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> what is that? I can't say. Um, I would say pioneer because I think what he's done for me inside the ropes is amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. But see, this is the thing. Yeah, he is a pioneer. I'll give you that. But to me, he's a friend, like a genuine yeah. one of my closest friends that I can rely on. There you go. D&D out. Last one, a little bit controversial given the year that he's had so far, Vince McMahon. <clears throat> Vince is a hard one. And I always, like I say, say to friends a lot, where I'm actually like, I'm kind of glad I got to see Vince, like, da- like Vince in Dallas mm-hmm. before all this, because it is, yeah. but Although it's horrendous, and I do not excuse his behaviour, he is a trailblazer. He changed everything that we know about professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. And that is never going to change. If it's going to change, it's going to be a massive shift. Yeah, dynamics and how our approach and look on wrestling, especially in the women's sort of thing, has changed, but he'll always be the guy that sort of, he's the foundations of modern day wrestling. What a word, foundation. Right. Shot clock. So this is the Stone Cold Steve Austin go. Um, No, you're not going to have a shot every time I ask a question. Um, (laughs) There's only a few on here anyway. Um, So, and again, it's just, these are random questions. Some are wrestling related and some are not. Um, So the first one is dream match. What would it be? Edge. Everybody does this, and everybody's like, oh, it could be so-and-so. Edge is my favourite wrestler, so why would I not say Edge? I have the brood tattooed here, and I've got the rated R on my back, so I I agree. Um, Favourite coffee shop? Or take, yeah, take it. Go say Costas or Starbucks. Wait, wait, no, coffee shop or, or like, takeout? Coffee shop. Coffee shop, Starbucks, but that's because I like pumpkin spice lattes, and I'm a basic bitch sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you got you got a good one on that. Um, favorite arena that you've either appeared at or or you've been to, sorry, or performed at. Performed at was the Battlelands mm-hmm. because that was that was unbelievable for me. I when as a teenager, I used to sit and read Kerrang and they'd talk about these yeah. gigs at the Battlelands, and then I went to gigs at the Battlelands, and it was my favorite venue. And then yeah, I've got so the Battlelands. So the Barrowlands Ballrooms dressing rooms have these like silicon stars stuck on the like the scuttons, and basically everybody stole one. I mean, everybody that's ever performed, you're meant to steal one. So Metallica, Slipknot, Elton John, like they all have these stars. So I have me and Wilfie have stole stars. <laughs> Sorry, Barras. Um, but they're actually like up the our stairs now. There are Barra stars. Um, but yeah, performing at the Battlelands was such a buzz. Brilliant. Best entrance in wrestling? Well, for me, it's Edge because I oh. heavy pop every time. I like it. Um, but yeah, I mean, nobody's going to take it away for Kane and Kane and the Undertaker. Are like Kane's one absolutely scares the shit out of me when he was it when he was the heel after the mask and that pyro went off when you didn't expect it. Ooh, holy Jesus. shit. Yeah, I, I I nearly shit myself once or twice. Uh, Undertaker, I seriously think they turned the aircon off. 
it does get cold all of a sudden i don't know if that's just because you're in the moment there i know it sounds markish when you say things like that um last question then your fave match that you've your favorite wrestling match you've seen and the favorite match that you've had great question so far obviously you've got still a lot of time left in your career yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be made event at wrestlemania one day mate (laughs) (laughs) just a side note while while you think just a side note as you are our first female guest on this on the podcast if you ever do get inducted into the hall of fame just just make a note yeah the hitting the turnbuckle podcast guys (laughs) yeah thanks molly this yeah. is everybody. Just, Molly, yeah, Molly's into, <laughs> our, Molly's into hour two of her induction speech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, in all honesty, like th- this is this is gonna everybody's gonna be like, oh, right. But the favorite match that I've ever seen that I've seen recently mm-hmm. was um, so it was my husband Wolfgang mm-hmm. and Stevie Boy. Yeah, but it was to crown the ICW champion after the passing of Lionheart. Ah, and okay. yeah, not only was the the match was unbelievably good, but it really meant something, and it mm-hmm. was like it was such a just the atmosphere in the room that night, like it really unified people, and it really allowed people to like grieve, but in such a beautiful. Manner like the, I mean, the, I mean, somehow Stevie Boy was off for a year to get surgery on his ACL and came back a better. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but like, unbelievably better. Like, to like, was baffled, and that was his first match back. So, wow. for your first match back, yeah, absolutely knocking it at the park. I was like, okay, you are you're what I want to be able to do in life like if, if something goes wrong he's to me the example that even if something happens and it gets you down and it puts a, like a full stop a pause on your career as long as you put the graph then you you can still progress yeah. it doesn't need to be something that you're stuck in this box where you can't become you know what I mean like you're going back you can still go forward so yeah yeah, like he's fantastic. So I would highly recommend anybody watching. It was like Shug's house party in night. Can't remember if it was night one or night two, but it's it it's a mad match. There is <laughs> the greatest poison run I've ever seen in my puff, and it's like the first day of but There's this gif of like Wolfie doing the spring, like the head spring yep. spear. And I think I, I think I see Stevie's soul leave him at one point. But <laughs> yeah, like being there and being part of that, and like yeah, it was just it was a really special match to see. And also the really cool part about that match is they hit the music because Stevie was a surprise, mm-hmm. and Kaylee Ray comes out first or Alba Fire. Yeah, and the fact that the room thought you could feel the room was like that's cool. Like they were up for it. There was no question that she could have been the opponent. Yeah. <clears throat> and then when like the Kings of Catch, it was like, the filthy generation at that point, yeah. and the Kings of Catch came out and then Stevie came out, it worked really well. But it was also just as a female wrestler and as a female, seeing the fact that this entire sort of venue just went, 
oh my god, we're going to see Wolfgang versus Kaylee Ray. This is sick. <laughs> like there wasn't a. It was like, oh, it's gonna be cool. And then they were happy when they seen Stevie yeah. because it was his big grand return. Um, mm. But just that moment where I was like, oh, this room's cool with this. This is class. Like, <laughs> it was also really nice for a sort of a, you know, I mean, a selfish yeah. point of view, but yeah. like a good one, a progressive one. And your best match so far? That was the last bit. You can't, like, it's such a hard question to ask yeah. because every wrestler <laughs> is their most, like, like horrendous, like, critical yeah. person. You know what I mean? Like, no match is perfect to us. Even if you have the perfect match, no match is perfect. But there are people that I know when I'm in with them, I'm going to get, you're going to get a good match because there's just, the chemistry between us. So anytime I'm in the ring with Rio, anytime I'm in the ring with Angel Hayes, even at time I'm having to wrestle Casey or Lana Austin or Lizzie Evo or those, there's these girls that no matter when I'm in the ring with them, it's going to be good. Um, that's 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 what I'm going to say. And there's yeah. so many names that I've left off that that's that I'll be like, hey, what about me? <laughs> like there's so much good talent out there. Um, but yeah, anytime I'm, I know I'm in with them, I'm like, oh, yeah. Let's, Let's go. go, lads. Let's go. Right. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, Molly, it's been absolutely tremendous to have you on our, our podcast. I, I honestly mean this. I could literally have sat here for another hour just listening to you talk about wrestling and life. And um, I, it's obviously, you know, you've handled what's gone on in the last two weeks. So just, it's important to say this while you're here. You've handled it with incredible class and integrity because it, the wrestling business, I know just from being a fan and just doing a wrestling podcast and I host an NFL podcast and some of the things that I get, and I'm only a little podcaster on Twitter, is ridiculous. So for you, it must have been tenfold in the last two weeks. So from us, definitely at the hitting the turnbuckle, thank you for coming on. Thank you for being uh, the person you are. You've honestly handled yourself with such integrity over the last week and two weeks, when whatever's gone. I've seen some of the stuff that people have been throwing at you on Twitter, and I, I scroll through it every day, and I, I'm just amazed at how you've handled it. And you should be honestly be very, very proud of what you're doing for wrestling, and be very, very proud of what you've you've done for yourself over the last week. So, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Really appreciate that, lads. Uh, no problem, no problem. Adam, we're going to do yep. this all again next week, my man. But before yep. we go, and Molly can hang around for this because we've got some huge announcements, announcements ourselves. Go for it. Yeah, well, let's let's see. So uh, on Monday, we tweeted out that we are sponsoring um, British independent wrestler Corey McRae uh, on his journey through UK and uh, Europe. <clears throat> so we're delighted to to announce that we, I think he's going to be wearing our logo on his ass. So what a what a beautiful, fantastic! I can't get better. What a cheat! That, what a cheat that would be. Um, and then today, uh, two two announcements today. So we are platinum uh, sponsoring Pro Wrestling Carnage over in Wales. Uh, they are a small independent uh, wrestling organisation over in Wales. Any event they're going to have, you're going to see the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast logo. We're going to be all over that. We will probably try and get down there at some point to meet with them. We're going to have some exclusive interviews with the team there, with some of the wrestlers. I We need to get one tag team on regardless. And I was reading the card because I've got a show coming up at the end of the month over there. We need to get a tag team on called B&B. &B. It's not bed and breakfast. It's booze and beatdowns. Uh, that is it. I saw that tag team and I was like, that's my team. 
Sounds like a night out I had once had in Glasgow. Sounds like a night I had once had in Glasgow. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and um, the the band that was actually announced this well, we haven't announced it yet, so we've got to announce it now. Um, we are sponsoring Jurassic Park Wrestling out of Essex. Uh, Corey McRae actually works for these guys as well. Um, so we're going to be sponsoring that again. The logo will be all over the place with them. We'll definitely try and get that. I think they've got a show on Easter Sunday called White Rabbit. It's nothing to do with Bray Wyatt coming back to, to Jurassic Park. It's uh, it's their own show um, in Essex. It's about an hour from me. So, um, yeah, we'll try and get down there for that. See the guys again. We'll get them on for some interviews as we go along. And um, hopefully in the next week or two, we can announce some more. Um just quickly, next week, we've got Molly's good friend from Inside the Ropes, Fiona, coming on uh, to talk all things NWA. So, Andy, get your notes and pen and paper. Yeah, yeah. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, yeah. surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Felix yeah. NWA. Yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's yeah. a surprise. There's a surprise, <laughs> yeah. No, she'll no be on there. The week later, we've got five-time Divas champion Melina Perez uh, joining us at WrestleMania week to discuss all things wrestling and WrestleMania. And then finally, the Monday after WrestleMania, so after we've sat through 11 hours of WrestleMania or whatever it's going to be, Ooh. we have the final member of the Wyatt family stable, Eric Warren, joining us. I don't think the spider is going to be there, but we will Thank find you. out. Yeah. Molly, yeah. lastly, just quickly before we show off, can you just let people know your next adventure, where that's going to be and how they can get tickets? <clears throat> Technically, I am wrestling tomorrow, but I don't know how quickly this goes out. <laughs> in uh, the in next Bath half an hour. <laughs> in the, cool. Uh, <laughs> wrestling uh, in Bathgate, Scotland, um, at Wrestle Experience Scotland, uh, at the Regal Theatre, the region of the Regal Theatre. <laughs> There's one of them. It's the main theatre in Bathgate. You'll find it. Um, but I'm wrestling a girl called Daisy Jenkins, who is... Definitely someone who is on the up and up. And she's from Fife, which is where I'm from uh, in Scotland. I live in Glasgow, but I'm from Fife. Oh, and I've done a Glasgow joke. You, oh, my God. Well, no, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, you weren't wrong. It's okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, I'm really excited to... This is the second time I'll be in the ring with her. So it's always exciting to see how she's progressed and, she, like, what she's taken on board and things like that. So, yeah, really looking forward to that. Um, I will hopefully be in the Elliot area at Mania. Fingers crossed, as long as I get my passport back from the embassy, that would oh, be wonderful. Yeah, American <laughs> embassy, ease it back. Um, the next big thing after that, we have oh, I actually have a mad May coming up. Um, I, I know that's mad, but April is Mania time. That's I'm fine. going over yep. there. Um, but I have the there is a wrestling convention happening in Glasgow on the 6th of May at the Royal Concert Hall, which will also have a Iron Girders show at night, which will be the first ever time there will be professional wrestling in the Royal Concert Hall wow. ever, um, which will be run by ourselves. Um, I, I'm also on part of Effie's Big Gay Brunch uh, on the 12th of May at TNT in Liverpool. I'm going to be on Gradle's big family wrestling bash <laughs> at the Pavilion Theatre on the That's 13th of That's going to be a night. Which will be fun. <laughs> it always is. Uh, on there, and then I will be joining the cast again for Mythos Ragnarok, which again is this uh, theatre, genuine, real theatre show about uh, the Norse mythology and Odin and Loki and things in between. But all the stage combat is professional wrestling. Um, it is a cast of professional wrestlers with such guys like Jay Charles Crowley, Leighton Buzzard is even one of the guys right. um, that I sort of got in on it. And yeah, it is 
we did a fringe run it sold out it sold out more times than it didn't let's say that um it's been picked up by a guy called phil mcintyre agency so yeah it's, it's doing really well we'll be back at the fringe this year in august but we're also going to be doing the brighton fringe at the end of may so please if you're in that area please come down and see some theater but at the same time you'll see a couple of choke slams and a few <laughs> fallaway slams and stuff in the middle so if you're a professional wrestling fan you're going to be like that's sick and then if you're if your mum's a theater goer it means you can go with both. It'll be great. Wow. Uh, Molly, where can I, which is brief, where can our listeners find you on Twitter, my friend? Well, I'm genuinely one of the easiest ones to find because everything is pretty much Molly Spartan. Twitter's Molly Spartan, Instagram's Molly Spartan, TikTok's Molly Spartan. I'm trying to get the hang of that though. I'm, I'm a oh. wee bit older than uh, the Angel Hayes. So, uh, yeah. We'll get there. Um, I think. I think my Facebook is like real Molly Spartan because yeah. somebody, somebody else. A woman who does roller derby took my spot in America and then asked me, oh, yeah, those emails now make sense when I started chatting to her. Um, so God knows what emails she was getting. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I am one of the easiest ones to find. And you can find both me and my tag partner, Casey Owens, the She-Wolves, um, at TNT and at North and uh, every other place that we fancy making a bit of a racket at. Oh, wow. Molly, honestly, thank you so, so much for joining us. It's been, honestly, it's been one of my favourite interviews we've done so far. I wish you all the uh, luck in the world. Hopefully me and Adam will try and get to one of your shows and uh, we'll meet you in person. But uh, thank you so much, Molly, and just keep being you, my friend. (laughs) Thank you very much, Les. Thanks for having me on. No worries. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. I've been your host, Andy Burrows, with the amazing Molly Spartan and my tag team partner, Mr. Adam Cousins. Till next time, everybody, stay safe. Hey everybody, thank you for checking out the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. Twitter, you can find us at HTTBuckle. Facebook, just search the Hit in the Turnbuckle podcast. <laughs>